You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. Okay, good evening. Let's pick up again in the 10th chapter of the Mishnah of Shavit, the chapter of releasing debts. And yesterday we checked out the text in Devarim chapter 15 and we found that we we were obliged to release any debts due from our people, but we also had to carry on lending. So there's a tension. We talked about what kinds of debts were released. And we noticed that debts which were secured and debts which were handed over to a court were not released in the seventh year. And we touched upon Hillel the Elder and the Prosbul. And today, we're going to see how the prosbul works. So how, in practice, do we avoid releasing debts in the seventh year? And we're going to look at two complete, two completely different texts for the prosbul, or completely different in their, let's say, their mechanism, but with only a one-word difference between them. So near identical texts, but completely different results. One of them is in Sifrei Devarim, on the Pasukin, the Psukim in Devarim that we looked at yesterday, and one's in our Mishnah. In Sifrei Devarim, the lender hands over the debts to the court, a bit like a modern bond trading system. In the Mishnah, the lender just informs the court that the debt is collectible. Either way, the result is the same. The debt becomes collectible even through the moment of release on the last day of the seventh year. And we learn in the, the, the Mishnayot later on in, that the Prosbul only works on existing debts, not future ones. So it can, it, it, can, it can look back but not forward. And it only works on debts secured on land. So you see, by the way, there are tinges of what we learned in the, 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 at the beginning of the chapter yesterday. Let's have a look at the text. And as we mentioned, we learnt that actions of the court are not cancelled by the, by the Shemitah, by the seventh year. And someone who loans and takes a pledge or someone who hands over his debts to a court is not cancelled. This is already in the Mishnah. Then, now let, let's have a look. Let's have a look at Sifrei Devarim, first of all. Ve'et achicha tashmeit yadecha. With your, what you have with your brother, your hand shall release. And the Sifre is going to say, okay, your hand releases, but not one who hands his bills over to a Beddin. And the Sifre goes on this basis, Hillel instituted the Prosbun for a Tikkun Olam, by the way. This is one of the uses in the Mishnah of the term Tikkun Olam, because he saw that people were ceasing to lend to one another and transgressing. And we saw this yesterday. In the Mishnah. And this is the text of the Prosbul in the Sifrei. I transfer to you, the judges of such and such a place, every debt that I have. In the Sifrei, the lender transfers his debt to the Betdin so that I can collect it whenever I wish. Let's have a look at the Mishnah now. Zehu gufo shall prosbul. This is the formula of the prosbul. I and 
it begins with the same way. Moser ani lachem. But I'm tr- from the text, from this context, it's obvious that the word moser he means to inform rather than to hand over. And I'm reading this, by the way, the way that the Rambam reads it. The, I'm reading this the way that the, that the Rambam reads it. So in the Sifrei, the language of the, of the Prozbul is Mosrani anilachem. I hand over my debts to you. In the language of the Mishnah, it's Moser anilachem. All these judges in such a place. Shekol chov sheyeshli. That every debt that I have that I can collect it whenever I wish. In other words, the, the in the Sifrei, Kol Chov, Sheyeshli is handed over. In the Mishnah, She Kol Chov Sheyeshli is handed over in order that I can collect it. And in either case, the judges sign below all the witnesses. So in the Mishnah, the lender seems to be informing the Din that Every debt I have is collectible. In the Sifrei, the lender seems to be transferring his debts to the Beddin. So there are two ways of reading the mechanism here. But either way, the Prosbul allows the lender to collect his debt. And that sort of, if you like, resolves the tension, uh, the, the moral tension between releasing debts and carrying on lending. In certain circumstances, under the scope of the bet din, the lender can carry on collecting his debt. And the Mishnah then goes on to say, uh, you know, a predated prosbul is valid, a postdated one is invalid. In other words, you can, if you date, if you date a prosbul in the past, remember you're handing over the de- debts that you have. So if you hand over if you date it too old, maybe there are some dates that you can't ha- debts that you can't hand over. You can't forward date it because that would look at future dates. And it goes the opposite, by the way, for loan documents. Shitrei chov, hamugdamim psulim. You can't predate a loan document because effectively you're taking a mortgage. You can't take a mortgage retrospectively. Maybe the land you're taking a mortgage over has already been sold. Maybe somebody else owns it. You can't predate a loan document. So the Mishnah just mentions this and then goes on to say, you know, if you borrow from five people, then uh, you every lender needs to write a separate prosbul. But if five people borrow from the same lender, he can just write only one prosbul from them all. As pretty much we saw, right? He writes to the bed din or he goes to the bed din saying, I inform you that all my debts are collectible, or I give you all my debts. The Mishnah then goes on to say, and now we're hooking up to the ideas that we brought in the third uh, Mishnah of, of the chapter. Ein kotvim prosbul eila al hakarka. You can only write a prosbul for debts secured by land. And by the way, this is, this is a big threat to someone who's... Re- I mean, remember the prosbul is so that we carry on lending to people who are poor. How are we going to, if we only lend to people who have land on the prosbul, how are we going to, how is this going to help out poor people? And the Mishnah goes on to say, Im law, if the borrower has got no land, 
to secure the debt against, and therefore the prosbul won't work. Im ein lo, mizakehu betoch sadehu kolshehu. He gives him title to a share, however small, of his own field. This is the lender now. So the lender helps out the borrower by giving the borrower title to a tiny share of his own field that the loan can then be secured against. And the Mishnah goes on to say, Mumush Kenet. Mumush Amishkon is a is a is a pledge. Mumush Kenet by ear. If he had land pledged in a city, a prosbul can be written on it. And a Rabbi Chutzpit says you can actually write a prosbul for a man on the security of his wife's property, or for an orphan on the security of property belonging to his guardian. And I don't think this is an attempt, by the way, to take away the wife's property, but it's a way of explaining that. Even someone who doesn't have direct title to property can borrow through the seventh year on a prosbul on the basis that a prosbul can only be granted. Um, a prosbul can only be granted on the basis of a debt which is secured on land. Gosh, that was a very, very quick run through of the key ideas in the mechanics of organising the prosbul and making debts collectible through the seventh year. That's all, but I've had nearly my, I've just about had my 10 minutes. So I'll stop talking now. And tomorrow we are going to finish off the 10th chapter. We're going to finish off the the story of the prosbul, and we're going to finish off the Masechet of the seventh year. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.